What up, world? It's your past first point guard and Trail Blazers reporter Mike Richmond. You're listening to another episode of Locked On Blazers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making the show your first listen. Free on all platforms, available five days a week, coming at you Monday through Friday. Make it your first listen. Tell your friends to do the same. It's Locked On Blazers, your team every day. In today's show, the Blazers are playing the most important the most important stretch of the season. We've reached the most important week of the season. Two massively important games. I want to preview both of those games, look ahead, and they just kind of take um, sort of a State of the Union-esque uh, look at the Blazers. This, the State of the Union is fine. <laughs> that's that's the official word from on high here. But we'll look, both, we'll look at those two games coming up against the Golden State Warriors and the New Orleans Pelicans, a back-to-back on Tuesday and Wednesday, and kind of take stock of where the Blazers are in, in straight up their two most important games of the season. Uh, I admit, I two things. <laughs> As you get deeper into the season, the games get more important. I know how this goes. I like, I might call some other games down the stretch in the future their most important games of the season. That's just how it works. I know that's like, um, I am a pedantic fellow and I know that some of y'all out there are true pedants as well. So, um, I see you. I'm getting out in front. I'm getting out. I'm getting out in front of the pedantic emails you're going to send me at lockdownblazerspot at gmail.com. But this, this, we've reached the part of the schedule where in the past, the games mattered less. March was kind of a bad month in the NBA because there were more teams that were bailing but the play-in has kind of fixed that there are more teams that go for it that hold on to hope like there's three truly truly terrible teams in the league like that are out of there and there's two um you know Houston and San Antonio are just like not playing NBA basketball but pretty much everyone else in the west is in the hunt and and I think the play-in has made March a little bit better uh has it fixed the sort of casual fans interest in regular season basketball no but we'll talk about load management or whatever some other time um that's for another podcast i was gonna get up on a soapbox real quick i'll kick the soapbox to the side and just say that's for another podcast so so, someone else is doing that not me i want to talk about the portland trailblazers and like the basketball ahead of them because what i care about is the hoops on the court but before we get to the hoops on the court Real quick, who's not going to play? The Blazers released their injury report for ahead of Tuesday's game, and there's six names on it without next to them. Ryan Archidiakono is out. Um, he's he has he missed the last game too. You won't really feel that one, but there's some other absences you will feel. Yusuf Nurkic still no. Simons Anthony. Emory Simon still no. Justice Winslow still no. Uh, John Butler Jr., your boy, is in the G, is down in the G League, the second guy who's been sent to the G League this year. Um, if there was hope that the Blazers were going to like re, like really invest in the G League with Neil Olshay gone, I'm not sure that they've done that. Uh, and Abu Baji's still out with left knee sor- snor- soreness. I, I mean, Baji's just, we're never going to see him in a Blazer uniform this season. Bummer. But like the big ones, no Winslow, no Simons, no Nurk. Uh, 
I don't think that's necessarily a surprise. Uh, hard to play them the first night of a back-to-back because then you're probably going to sit them anyways because they're not going to come back. So if they were going to come back, it would be on the second night anyways just because of like how you're going to ramp them back up. But, um, you know, if, if Winslow's not cleared for contact yet and Nurkis like, wasn't, um, you know, wasn't a full participant the last time they practiced, according to reporters, and, and Anthony Simons is get you know getting there but still but still not there. Like he's, he's getting sh- shooting shots and he's not wearing a boot, but like, but I'll note that like Justice Winslow hasn't exactly been wearing a boot and he's he's going to end up, you know, with a high ankle, high ankle sprain, missing a whole bunch of time, a whole like two months. So, um, yeah, these dudes are still out. No surprise. They're still out. I expect them to also miss uh, also miss Wednesday's game as well against New Orleans. So the Blazers are going to go to Golden State on Tuesday, the first night of a back to back. They play in San Francisco against the Golden State Warriors and they come back to Portland for a game against the New Orleans Pelicans, where the Pelicans will have a rest advantage against the Blazers. Home second night of a back to back home game when the other team has a rest advantage is a bad home game. That's a stinky home game. Uh, that's un, that is that's just a bummer for the NBA schedules, uh, schedule from the N- NBA schedulers. But you know, with with without any of the guys getting off the injury reports, um, there is um, th- there isn't much mystery about who's going to play. I think Chauncey Billups has kind of shown us how he's going to approach this, and uh, I, I like it. Just this is the way he's going to do it. Cam Reddish and Matisse Thibel are going to play starters minutes. They're going to push up towards that 30-minute range. Like, Matisse Thibel the other night played 36. He's playing real starter minutes. Like, the, the, they value his defense. They value his his you know, ability to, you know, you know, connect things with some some passing a little bit. They value just his length out there. Um, he's, he's going to play. Cam Reddish played 31 the other night. He's been playing big minutes. Like, those dudes are going to play 30-plus, which means that Shaden Sharp and Nazir Lil are going to play 15-20. to 20. One of them is going to probably play 15, 15, and the other one's probably going to play 20, depending on kind of like which guy has got it going and, and like the wing rotation, because Tease and Cam are going to be in there, and they're going to play ahead of those dudes. Uh, you know, the like, I, th- I think Chauncey Billups... Is has you know he talked a little bit about in the past about playing Nazir Little and it was like the defensive execution from from Nas that he wanted to see but Nas has been so so stinking good on offense that um, you know him pushing up towards twenty minutes is good but you, I'd still like him to play a little bit more uh, I think they value Cam Reddish's length or they being Chauncey Billups I think he values Cam Reddish's length he's just bigger taller and, and longer than than uh than Nazir he's like more of a power forward than Nazir Little who at one point seemed like a nice undersized power forward and now has like settled into like he's probably mostly a small forward three type um I'd like to see him guard a bunch of different spots to figure out what he can defend a little bit better but I think he can defend twos and threes just fine I think he's more that type of wing with the shooting ability um he just needs to figure out how to how to dribble a little bit but Nas is still struggling a little bit on defense and clearly that's that's holding him back a little bit but at some point the way he's shooting the ball you just like him to play a little bit more and and Shane Sharp's just a young guy and and some coaches just um you know Chauncey Billups has has carved out real minutes consistently for Shane Sharp but he's just not comfortable playing him 25 plus like it's just not gonna happen and that's pretty believable like NBA coaches do this it's like um you know you 19 year olds are gonna make mistakes they're gonna they're they're 
they're going to have more screw ups than slightly older guys. And I think in, in, in addition, the other sort of quiet thing here is that the Blazers want to see Matisse Thibel and Cam Reddish play a bunch of minutes because both of them are entering free agency this summer and they want to figure out if they're part of the plan in the future. I don't really have a problem with it. Like I, I'm not going to be, um, I'm not going to be screaming about Nazir Little playing more minutes. That's not what I'm going to do on the show. Uh, I, I, kind of think he's deserves to play more than he has but I don't think it's like some uh, mortal outrage that he's playing 20 and not 26 or whatever but it, yeah if you like I I think he's I think with the way he's shooting the ball he's earned it um but I I kind of get why he's not at least I I, I get the logic I might mean, maybe don't agree with the logic but I like I I see where it's coming from so so kind of know what the team's gonna look like you know you're gonna they're going to roll out the same starters. They're going to be a little bit undersized. They're playing against a team that, you know, Kevon Looney's big, but the Warriors don't play particularly big beyond that. They've got a chance. Let's talk a little bit more about this game, though. I want to look in. I want to look to Golden State, New Orleans, and specifically talk about these two games, these two matchups. Something we don't do very often, but the, the importance of these games warrants it. In my humble opinion, my opinion's not humble. It's just, uh, it's just an opinion standing alone. Before, though, before I give more of my humble opinions, I want to tell you about Built Bar. Built Bars are great. I've been eating them for a long time. I like peanut butter brownie, and I like cookies and cream. You can go find yourself some at Built.com and use the promo code LOCKED15 to get, locked on 15 excuse me, that's locked on 15 is a promo code to get 15% off your next order at Built.com. But if, you, if you're not an online shopper, you want to do some analog shopping, or you just happen to find yourself at a Walmart or a Sam's Club in the coming days, see if they're carrying, uh, see if they're carrying Built Bars, because many of them across the country, many Walmart and Sam's Club retailers are now carrying built bars. You can buy a four pack, buy a box, figure, you know, see if see if the peanut butter brownie is for you. Once you decide that Mike, hey, Mike's been right this whole time, go back, buy the big box, buy a 13 pack, bring them home, enjoy them. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, just four net carbs. Go find out if I've been telling you the truth all these years. That's built bars at built.com. All right. Let's keep it rolling. In the past, I have eschewed, like, classic recaps, or excuse me, I, at one point I was very anti-recap. I've leaned into the recap, baby, but I I have, for the most part, um, I don't think previewing NBA games, like, in this format as I do in this daily podcast is, like, the way that you could get the most bang for your buck, right? But I do think these are two big enough, important enough meaningful enough games that looking ahead to these specific matchups against Golden State and against New Orleans has some has some value here so you could probably go find uh, some Michael from the past when I was like never preview a game on the podcast well I'm going against my own plan because um, these are the two most important games of the season starting with Golden State in San Francisco on Tuesday huge it's just huge games the Warriors are going to be without Steph Curry. They're going to be without Andrew Wiggins. And they are. And Draymond Green is now listed as probable after missing the prior two games with a knee injury. Uh, but the Warriors have still been chugging along. They just beat the also very short-handed Minnesota Timberwolves. No, uh, no Gobert, no Cat. Um, just Anthony Edwards and slow mo, but they just beat them. Uh, just beat the Warriors on, or just the Warriors just beat the Wolves on Sunday. Um, they got a home win um, behind really nice games from Clay Thompson, who is um, not making two pointers but playing playing better recently, and Dante Divincenzo, who is like really settling into finding out. 
um, finding his role as kind of like an energy defense guy who brings some offense as well. Um, slasher shooter type who's been, he's, he's, um, He's been really good. Uh, the, this is this is a big game because a win would tie the Blazers in the loss column with the Warriors. Uh, this is like we have reached the part of the, part of the season when I think it's okay to look at the standings. We're not going to obsess over them on the podcast, but the Blazers are. You know, they're, they're, as I'm recording this on the evening of Monday, February 27th, you are listening to Tuesday, February 28th show, the final day of February. The Blazers are in 11th place. They're 29 and 31, and they are. A game and a half back of the seventh place Warriors, who are uh, standing at 31 and 30. A win for Portland ties them in Golden State, ties them with Golden State in the loss column, and basically moves them right into that. We are, we could potentially, you know, host a play, host the play in game type of round and jump ahead of that. Like it's all jumbled up in there, and winning against the Warriors continues the jumble. Golden State's really good at home. Like even even without Steph Curry, uh, the Warriors are twenty four and seven at Chase Center. They're seven and twenty three away from outside of San Francisco. It's outrageous. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I recall a team that um, had splits like this that I also kind of thought would be good at one point. Like I don't think the Warriors have been good, and at some point we're gonna have to like. Um, it does not matter that how good they've been over the last decade. It's just like you. They're. I guess it. it there might prove me wrong here, but it's like I have kind of been holding out that at some point this season, Golden State will get hold, they'll get healthy, Steph will be back, Wiggins will be back, they'll have get, you know, receive the value of all these minutes from getting Kuminga and, and Dante DiVincenzo in the game, and it'll just be like, okay, um, this is a championship level team again. But the the home road splits and the fact that they're still kind of mediocre this deep in the season, maybe I should maybe I should bail on on um, being like a I would call myself a light Warriors believer. I think they, um, for me, probably like the third most likely team in the West to win the NBA title right now, as I said here. And I I probably should drop them lower, but um, I'm I'm sorry I I'm. I'm I don't believe I don't believe in you Clippers and I have trouble truly believing the Grizzlies over the Warriors but the Warriors are just like this is a team that's good at home tough at home and and they've actually done pretty well um before we talk about the matchup specifically uh the, the Blazers have split the first two games of the Warriors. So this matters not only for tying the Golden State in the loss column, but it also, the season series might, may end up mattering between these two teams. And because of those home road splits, if the Blazers win a game in San Francisco and they face the Warriors the final game of the regular season, at the, um, it's, I believe, Easter Sunday for for um, uh, for the Blazers in, um, in, in Portland. Uh, like... For a team that's been as bad on the road, you steal one on you steal one on their home floor. Like you have a chance to really take the season series. Um, there's a chance that that stuff really matters at the end of the year. The way that the West is shaping up, this game is really going to matter. Uh, the last time these two teams played, Damian Lillard had a 40 point triple double. The time before that, though, Jonathan Kaminga and Dante Divincenzo gave Dame trouble. They've got size on the wings, even without Wiggins in there. Um, they really need Draymond to be like a truly good defensive team. Um, Anthony Lamb, not quite Draymond Green, despite um, Steve Kerr's enjoyment playing him, insistence on playing, on playing him. Uh, it, it, like 
because Draymond is like the back line that makes that allows their pressure to be special. But the length of Kaminga and the physicality of Dante DiVincenzo, I thought they guarded Dame really, really well in the first meeting, a game the Blazers just like straight up choked away and lost. Um, this game is going to matter. Like this is this is just like in the near term it's going to matter, and in the long term for like playoff seeding it's likely going to matter. If the Blazers are going to get where they want to go, there's a chance to beat a good team on the road. And then they turn around and come back and they play New Orleans in another game that is going to have serious implications down the road for where the Blazers want to be. Again, second night of a back-to-back at home against a team with rest advantage? What the... <laughs> that is a rip-off. <laughs> they are, that is... I mean, it have, every team has something like this. I don't mean to like suggest this is unique to the Blazers, but dang! Looking at the schedule, dang! Here's the thing, though. New Orleans kind of stinks. They kind of stink. On Monday evening, they lost at home to the Orlando Magic, who've been playing a lot better recently, a lot better since the calendar year turned. Like they're, they've they've been a competitive team in 2023. Not good, but like a competitive, a pesky team. Pesky is probably the right word in 2023. But New Orleans dropped their fourth straight. They've lost 20 of their last 27 games. They're bad. Right now, at one point, they were 23-12. and 12, They were the third-best team in the Western Conference. They briefly were the best team in the Western Conference. It was like, this team could win the freaking championship. That's how good they were. There was a brief stretch. Where it, almost, it lasted almost a month where they had a top-five offense and a top-five defense. And then it kind of slipped to six. And now it's like, now their offense stinks. They are in the mud. The mud. Um, during their four-game losing streak, they have the worst offense in the NBA. They cannot score. They cannot score. They're still without Zion Williamson, this nagging hamstring injury that's going to cost him, you know, the the better part of six weeks, if not longer. Larry Nance uh, twisted his ankle. He's not going to play. Um, They haven't ruled him out, I don't believe, uh, officially yet, but he was on crutches on Sunday nights, and he didn't play on Monday, and... Yeah, he's not like he's not going to play. CJ McCollum has been dealing with a thumb injury on a shooting hand, and he has struggled recently. Um... They're just bad now. They weren't bad before. They're bad now. Uh, This was a team that kind of caught lightning in a bottle, got hot, and made it happen last year. They're also a team that won 36 games last year. Like, um, I think I've said that a lot in this podcast. Like, they they were, their season was better than their record last year because they got the magic of the play-in. But the whole thing was like, they were going to get Zion back, freaky deaky Shaq, and then like take off. And they did briefly but they missed B.I. for a bunch of that, Brennan Ingram for a bunch of that. Now he's back. Um, they just can't, they cannot get rolling. They cannot find, um, you know, they were they were special on defense and kind of mediocre on offense after a really special start. And they just, the offense just stinks right now for them. They were 23 and 12. 23 and 12. Yuck. They've lost 20 of their last 27 games. And... As of right now, they're a game back of the Blazers in the loss column. Uh, you know, but whatever, percentage-wise, win percentage-wise, they're actually uh, ahead of the Blazers in 10th. But the, effectively, the Blazers are, you know, they're tied. And effectively, the Blazers are ahead of them. The loss column matters this time of year. And the Pelicans at 30 and 32 have one extra loss that the Blazers don't have yet. That's the, the, the wins, you know, you... You can you might be able to get them, but you can't get rid of those losses. So that's the number to watch. A game back of the Blazers in the loss column, which means no matter what happens, 
no matter what happens Tuesday against the Warriors, the Blazers will go into Wednesday's matchup against the New Orleans Pelicans with the exact same number of losses, the exact same number of losses. This is an opportunity to like leapfrog some teams, put yourself above 500 for the first time in a kajillion years. What's what seems like ages. It's been 84 years. Um it like this is an opportunity for the Blazers. But I have kind of um, I've given up the part of me where I say like uh, I'm optimistic that they could be in a, they could be in a they could be, you know make it happen. I'll just say this. I'll leave it at this. With the way this is set up, the shorthanded but still pretty talented, you know, tough tough out at home Warriors and the truly scuffling need to get right, probably very desperate playing New Orleans Pelicans. Two winnable games. If you win them both, you are squarely where you want to be. What more could you ask for? That's what I want to talk about to close the show. What more could you ask for? Seriously, when you're thinking about this season, what more could you ask for? I know, the answer is a lot, but hear me out. That's what we'll talk about to close the show. But first, let me tell you about LinkedIn Jobs. These days, Every potential new hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps find the right people for your team faster and for free. They got simple tools like screening questions that make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and then who you'd like to hire. It's why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash lockdownmba. That's linkedin.com slash lockdownmba to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Still a pass first point guard. I'm still Mike Richmond, and you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. So the the season is kind of setting up for the Blazers. If you squint hard enough, you can see it. Follow me here. They're a game and a half back of the Warriors, and a win on on Tuesday evening puts them a half game back of New Orleans. So a win on Tuesday evening would leapfrog them over a half game over the Pelicans, and another win would put them a game and a half up on New Orleans. They'd be climbing in the standings. In March, this is what you want. And then if you look behind the Blazers in the standings, big news came out in the NBA today is that LeBron James is going to miss several weeks with a foot injury that he sustained against the Dallas Mavericks. If you watch that game on Sunday, first of all, the the NBA... Um, a lot of times often gets these like big games wrong. They have been killing it with the big games. I guess um, Sacramento and the Clippers was not on national TV, the 176-175 wild double overtime game, but um, it was on League Pass and it was just delightful. Uh, Sixers-Celtics, uh, a, a primetime slate on Saturday night was fantastic. And then the Sunday afternoon, uh, Dallas and the Dallas and the Los Angeles Lakers, fantastic again. Good job, NBA. You're finally getting good basketball on TV and not force-feeding us only, only, only Lakers. We got a little bit of Lakers in there. Uh, but uh, good, good on you. Good on you. Even if Memphis and... Uh, and Denver was a stinker to begin the weekend. But in that game against the Dallas Mavericks, LeBron James, he went up against um, Dwight Powell and he kind of tweaked his foot. He came down and the 
television mics caught him saying, I heard a pop. I heard, yep, I heard a pop. I heard a pop. Uh, the uh, great story from Tim Cato in The Athletic about how uh, the Dallas mics are manually, the mics on the rims are manually turned up and they're some of the loudest in the arena. They were turned up when he fell down. We, it, You heard LeBron James say, I felt a pop. Stayed in the game, played great, they win the game, but now he's out several weeks with this foot injury, this thing that's been nagging him for a bunch. Like, that's another break for the Blazers. The, Lake, the, the Lakers have won three in a row. They're like, they look pretty good. Um, they finally have shooting around LeBron James. It's like um, they built a championship team with shooting and defense around him, and then they forgot all those lessons. Now they've relearned them, and they put more size and more shooting around LeBron. They look better, but without LeBron, they're not nearly as good. Like it's such, even with the depth, they have such a massive, massive, massive drop off to lose. What like at worst the third best player in the history of the sport, and for my money, he ain't that. Um, like. That's huge for the Blazers. Isn't this what you wanted? A little bit of luck? And a chance to climb the standings in March? Yes. Let's let's keep it real real quick. This Blazers season has been trying and at times depressing. And then often kind of deflating, demoralizing, and just... Um, there have been way fewer highs than lows, and there's been a lot of just meh moments. A lot of meh moments. I'm with you. Like, I do this every day. Um, I do it at least every weekday, and I record the other ones on, record the other podcasts on Sunday. So, I don't, I, like, I, I do a lot of thinking about the Portland Trailblazers. Like, they've been pretty meh. I, I'm, I'm with you. They're below 500. They're one of the bottom four defenses in the league. And even if their elite offense has been excellent, it hasn't been enough to prop them up and make them one of the truly special teams because they took a while to get going on offense. And while they're, they've been awesome for a stretch now, the defense has been putrid for, for a long time. They started out the season really hot, got your hopes up, and then have slowly chipped away at your faith like slowly but surely. And then they went into the trade deadline and thought maybe this is the time that they fix some of their issues. They didn't get bigger. And while they probably upgraded their defense in terms of sort of like overall talent, they didn't like Cam Reddish and Matisse Thibel. It's not, it's not enough to like fix what they need and they're still too small and all of these things. But like, zoom out for a second. Honestly, zoom out for a second with me. Sure, they're in 11th place, they're 29 and 31, and they haven't been, there was at no point this this season after the first three weeks where you could say, this team's good. You could say they might be good, or if they get healthy, they could be good, but Nazir Little missed a big chunk, Justice Winslow's been out since the week of Christmas, Yusuf Nurkic has now missed time, Anthony Simons is going to miss a little bit of time, like, they've been hurt, they've been bad. They've been all these things. They're under 500. They're, they've been out of the play-in. They've been like kind of um, a bummer, kind of a bummer. And yet, we sit here today and the Blazers have a chance to climb the standings in March and get into, potent, you know, into the play-in mix and out of it all within their reach, while teams like Golden State and New Orleans are beat up and sh- and scuffling a little bit. Golden State's just mostly beat up more than scuffling. The Lakers have not, not been able to get right, and now they're hurt. Like if you if you had if you had really thought about this way back when, when the season started, and you didn't know the like didn't know the standings, you would have agreed. 
I, there's a bunch of good teams in the West. It's going to be really jumbled up, a really close playoff race, and it'll be really, you know, I think we, I mentioned it, and one of the, the uh, listener summits, a listener mentioned it, um, shout out to listener Catherine, uh, that the, you know, three and the nine seed might be separated by a couple games, a couple or three games. And that will be the difference in the season versus being like a team that has home court advantage versus a team that is in the play in. And that's kind of where we're at. And sure. The West is more mediocre than you thought. And sure. The Blazers haven't been very good, but this is what you hoped for. Not the way it happened, but this meaningful games in March, with a chance to get out of the play-in. This is what you hoped for. The flavor is a little different. <laughs> I, that's, that's undeniable. Um, this is kind of like um, <laughs> you asked for chocolate ice cream and they gave you cocoa powder flavored ice cream. It's like, it's just not that sweet. <laughs> like, like For sure, this is, I recognize this is chocolate, but it's just not that sweet. And I feel like that's kind of what this has been. The Blazers are a baking chocolate-ass team. You wanted semi-sweet, but they're right in the mix, and the games are meaningful, and we're heading down to the final six weeks of the regular season, final five weeks of the regular season, and they got a chance to get there. I'm not going to say, maybe, and what if. I'll just say, this is what you wanted. This is If you're a fan of this team, this is what you wanted, for them to have a chance, and right now, they've got a chance even if the chance feels a little bit different. So two really fun games this week to determine where they are, to determine, an, to seize an opportunity. And quite frankly, if they screw them up, the West is so jumbled, they'll have more opportunities in the future. And guess what? On Wednesday show, we'll talk about the Golden State game. On Thursday show, we'll talk about the New Orleans game. On Friday show, we'll have a whole bunch of fun, and I'm hoping to get an interview heading into a long road trip for the Blazers, six games on the road. So, how about you come back for the rest of the shows this week? Locked on Blazers, the only daily Trailblazers podcast, Monday through Friday, free on all platforms. Make it your first listen. Tell your friends to do the same. I appreciate you listening. I'll talk to you soon.